Welcome to the Risk and Repeat podcast, episode number 200. I'm Rob Wright, Security News Director at Tech Target, and I am here with security news writer Alex Kalafi. Alex, welcome. T Mobile, 200 episodes, two breaches, two years. Three, three breaches. There's a third one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three, three breaches in the last, I think, three years, if I'm doing the math right. But the the other big one was 2020. Oh, no, you're right, because there's the lapsus one. But the yes. two giant breaches were 2021 yeah. and this year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You can't forget about, about the lapsus attack. So. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So if, if you're out there listening, you haven't figured it out yet, we're talking about the T-Mobile breach, the latest T-Mobile breach, mm-hmm. which was disclosed, I believe. See, this is always difficult when the notifications and disclosures for breaches are not um, dated or timed. I think this one was dated. It's dated uh, January 19th, but I don't think it went live until pretty late in the day because we didn't start to see people pick up on it or um, report on it, I think, until like like really late at night or early the next morning. Uh so yeah, T-Mobile, third breach in as many years. And I gotta say, Alex, this, you know, we we originally, I and some former colleagues launched this podcast many years ago with sort of the goal How many? of well, let's not get into it. Um <laughs> <laughs> makes me feel old. No, I think it was, I think it was 2016. I think we we first started doing this, um, myself and former colleague at tech target, Peter lotion, Peter, hope you're listening out there. Love you. Um, and we wanted to do something where we could kind of vent about just the stuff we were seeing in cybersecurity, data breaches and attacks, and just going, just, just seeing the same stuff over and over again. Hence the name risk and repeat. Why do we make the same mistakes? Why do we get hit with the same attacks? Why do we see the same things happening again and again and again? And it, as as if as if delivered from the heavens, Alex, T-Mobile Thursday evening knowing that our 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 200th episode was right around the corner, I'm sure. You know, they put out this release, T-Mobile Informing Impacted Customers About Unauthorized Activity. That was the title of the post. January 19th, 2023. Like I said, people started picking up on it uh, late Thursday evening, uh, early Friday morning. We wrote our story uh, Friday morning. And um, I got to say, just reading the particulars about the breach, I want to start with the positives. I want to try to be more positive. That's my, that's been my New Year's resolution. I don't know if I've informed I'm you. I'm sorry, the what? Yeah. New Year's resolution. I want to be more positive. But I'm saying with this breach specifically. Yeah. Well, well yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying here. I'm, I'm Okay. Trying. Okay. I'm trying. I, I'll let you cook. I'll let you cook. I'm trying to be more positive, man. Um Yes, that and I want to read 50 books this year, which uh, let me tell you, that's going to be a challenge. I'm, I'm already a little behind. Um, yeah, I'm doing my my damnedest here to, to make that goal, but we'll see. Um, no, so the, the positives are, okay, so T-Mobile's breached. 
uh, they put out a notice that says, we're informing customers. We did an investigation in some malicious activity that we detected. A bad actor, quote unquote, used a single application programming interface or API to obtain limited types of information on their accounts, on customer accounts. Now, like the data here is not, like there's no passwords, no payment cards, you know, social security numbers, although who cares at this point, government IDs or other stuff that is connected to your, your finances. Basic customer information was obtained according to the release or the notification, including name, billing address, email, phone number, date of birth, account number, and information such as number of lines on the account or service plan features. So, mm -hmm. okay. All right. So not it's it's PII, personally identifiable information, but it's not, you know, it's not your life story in there. It's not financial right. data. It's not, you know, uh your internet history or your um you know search history or your call history or whatever. Um so that's good, right? Well, I, 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 that, that's a positive, right? No, I <laughs> now here's what I'm wondering is that there's yes. the breach in 2021 where it was also a similar number of customers yes. who got breached. Yes. And if I remember right, it was a similar. Well, actually, no, because they moved laterally and connect and collected yeah. more sensitive details. But what yes. I'm wondering is, did the same people just get breached <laughs> twice? Because I'm looking around, and what the number seems to be is about 110 million customers, which I don't yeah. know if that's completely accurate. That's a huge chunk of their customer base. So what I'm wondering is, is it just the same 40 million people got uh, got hurt twice, or is it a different 40 million? So now oh, yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Cause, because the, the 2021 breach was for about 40 million people, and, and this one was about 37, they said. Which is very close, it's, right? Yeah. It's pretty close. Yeah. It's pretty close. I, it's, I, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's I guess it's it's not, the data wasn't that bad. I guess this is like, is a fair point, but um <laughs> it's the twice in two years that yeah. like anything you say about this breach like there's the thing in my head that's like yeah but this is the second one like this in right. two years right right i so as you noted uh this this is sort of a pattern so here's where here's where the good news starts to go out the door right. on one hand great they got some data about like your customer account, your name, your address, all this stuff, stuff that oh, I hate to say it, but a lot of that stuff is probably already out there through, through other breaches. Not certainly not your T-Mobile uh, account number that's specific to T-Mobile, but you know, as far as email address, physical address, billing address, name, date of birth, stuff like that, that's a lot of that info is already out there. Now where this gets upsetting and sort of, a little bit more um, bad newsy is just like you said, the fact that this is the third in as many years, and it's a little bit similar to the 2021 breach. The lapsus breach is a different animal. Um, and I'll read you the particulars of this situation um, or, or the disclosure rather, because they, 
I, I don't like the way that this was presented by T-Mobile. I think the T-Mobile knows how this is going to look with the other two recent breaches, cyber attacks, what have you. And so they they say in the release, in the notification, you know, no passwords, payment card information, social security numbers, government IDs, or other financial account information were compromised. Some basic customer information, parentheses, nearly all of which is the type widely available in marketing databases or directories, end parentheses, was obtained. And then it goes on to say, you know, like I said, name, billing address, etc. So this was a little, this perturbed me. And mm-hmm. because it seems like they're trying to minimize this to say, well, like, yeah, we they got data, but like this data, <laughs> you know, come on. You know, it, it's, it's, it's an area like, like all of our marketing partners have it. All of our third party, like partners have it. This is, this is, I mean, it, but uh, aren't they also the ones probably buying and selling those same marketing databases? Yeah. It's yeah. like, look at this thing. We and our partners probably also do <laughs> legally. You I should know. feel less bad that we got it stolen illegally. Like it's just, I don't know if that's the case. If they do buy and sell customer data like that, I, I wouldn't be surprised, but like, it's just, it's like weirdly backhanded Yes, for someone who got compromised twice in a couple of years. Yeah. Three times in three years, if we're doing the full total. Three you times know, in no, three years with the lapses. You're, you're right. I mean, it, it's, look, it wouldn't surprise me at all, you know, after I read through this notification a couple of times and then, and then there's more information in the 8K that they published, um, the 8K filing about the breach. It wouldn't surprise me at all if this was like one of those things where, um, you know, this API was uh, insecure, um, did not have any sort of um, access control or, or authorization requirements on it. And it was just one of those things where, you know, P- you know, unauthorized parties weren't supposed to know about it, but it was like a, essentially a fire hose of user data that was going to third-party partners who were authorized to use it for marketing purposes or whatever. Um, because the, 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 the 8K filing, let me call it up here, it, the, it was just worded a little strangely to me. Mm-hmm. I think they said, um, you know, a, a bad actor was obtaining data through a single a- a- API without authorization. Well, does that mean that they were obtaining the data without authorization or did the API not have authorization? I, I think it's the latter rather than the former. I mean, obviously a bad actor would be obtaining the data without authorization. Um, but, you know, you put the question to T-Mobile, you send it to their press corps and you hope that they, you know, respond. And of course they haven't. I don't think they've commented at all um, after Thursday's uh, data breach notification. So, uh, you know, we don't know. We don't know. We have no clue what the particulars are of this breach. We don't know whether they, um, you know, just had an API that was publicly spewing data and they observed some malicious activity around it and figured out that somebody was sucking up the data that shouldn't have been doing it. Or if um, somebody 
found a way to exploit a vulnerability or, or open up that API somehow in a way they weren't supposed to and get around whatever security measures were there. I assume, don't you kind of assume that like, you know, just reading that release that if that was the case, if they exploited a vulnerability or they did something like that, they would have said so? T-Mobile would have said so? I think so. Because doesn't that make it less bad? If it wasn't, I, like if it wasn't public and it wasn't, in, and there were access controls or there were security measures around that API, but the attacker found a way around it, like, I feel like that's less bad. Um, I feel like once a week we talk about something <laughs> where it's like, <laughs> wouldn't it have made sense to just disclose it? But then all these people never do. Um, yep. So there's a part of me that always wonders if... Um, do they just get coached not to say anything? Yes, they do. Of course they do. I'm sure. Especially if you've had three breaches in three years and you're a telecom company, which, you know, I want to get to that in a minute. But yeah, I mean, I, I think they probably just don't want to say anything about anything and just hope that, you know, this this breach notification gets lost in a sea of breach notifications and ransomware attacks and other bad headlines about cybersecurity and that no one really loses their mind on it, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. It's not much of a strategy, but I, but I guess if like, I don't know, if you're in T-Mobile's position, um, you know, I, I guess if you came forward and said, Hey, we know we've had some breaches and we made a pledge. I think I'm trying to remember what the pledge or what the plan was, but I feel like after the 2021 breach that came out and said something to the effect of like, we're going to spend like hundred million dollars or something on cybersecurity and like, cause they know, they know that they're under the, 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 under the microscope here that they, they've got organizations like the FTC and the FCC probably are concerned about this. They're a telecommunications company. They've got a lot of data. They've got access to a lot of private data um, and that they're, they need to have better security postures. Like how, how many, how many reports have we seen about nation state threat actors going after, you know, um, communications providers, whether it's like your traditional telecoms or just like, you know, uh, your 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 chat app you know all the time right. all the time they're trying to yeah. hack twitter they've got agents inside of twitter well they did <laughs> you get the point yeah um another thing that really like ruffled my my feathers about this yeah. was um they don't say this in the release they say it in the 8k i think um I'm pretty sure they didn't say this in the release. Yes. So they first detected the malicious activity on January 5th. And you're like, okay, January 19th. Okay. Okay. You know, pretty prompt response. Detected malicious activity. Like we're looking good here. We're looking good. And then you scroll down and you're like, we, in the AK filing, they say, we currently believe that the bad actor first retrieved data through the impacted API starting on or around November 25th, 2022. So not great. Not great. Mm -hmm. So they had access to this API or the data in this API for a couple months. 
It's not great. It's really right. unfortunate. Um, now, they're very careful to say, hey, we don't think, you know, there's no evidence of, I should, I should always clarify, they say there's no evidence that the bad actor breached or compromised T-Mobile's network or systems. And honestly, you know, with like, with an insecure API that they sucked up a bunch of marketing data from, like, yeah, you, you may not be talking about super sophisticated threat actors. It's, you know, entirely plausible that that's all they got and they didn't get inside anywhere else and, and you know, it's all good. But um, I don't know. The way they, they, they sort of announced this and the, how they sort of parsed data between the public notification and the AK filing. How many people do you know are going to go like, like customers are going to be going through an AK filing to figure out like more information? That's what we do as journalists, right? Yeah. I wouldn't expect regular people to do it. I wouldn't even necessarily think a hundred percent of investors wouldn't read that AK 8K filing. Yeah, no, neither do I. Um, and I just, I don't know. I, you put this in context of the other breaches and I just wonder like, you know, what, what's, what's going to happen here with T-Mobile? Like, are they going to be under like some type of FTC order? So, you know, they're going to have to make a settlement. This is not a great look for them. Whatever they're doing cybersecurity wise doesn't seem to be working Mm -hmm. because on one hand, you can look at this and you can say, or right, it's just an API, like don't sweat it. You don't need to lose your mind about some customer information that, you know, a lot of it probably already is out there through other, you know, various vendor breaches. And um, yeah, account numbers is ba are, are bad. And yes, these people can get fished and, or SIM swapped or whatever. Um, but on the other hand, it's like, API security, I feel like it's pretty basic. And I know there's a ton of APIs getting spun up all the time. Everything connects to everything. Every app, every web app, every web service, every cloud service, every business partner, every third party. Like, I get it. There's tons tons and tons of APIs. But like, you, like as a telecom provider, you didn't, you didn't think like, okay, we really got to make sure that we're not exposing any data we're not leaking any data we we are we don't have any apis that are broadcasting um personal information about our customers i i could am i wrong like i feel like that would have been like step one for any like pen testing firm or or like red team or blue team or whatever i don't know i think it's a reasonable take I, I just, it just seems like that's something that should have been done. And I, I get it. It's po possible API could have been spun up and fallen through the cracks. I, I get it. It just seems like a, a really like a, a, a unnecessary um, turnover, as they would say in sports, um, an unforced turnover. Um, but, and, and now with like that data out there, you know, who knows what updates, like, what do you think is going to happen going forward? Do you think you're going to, like, we're going to see, you know, like updates, like, you know, not to evoke LastPass, but 
you think we're going to be getting like a running diary of like, well, whoops, um, you know, it was a little bit more serious than we thought, or whoops, they used this data, you know, or they, they had more access than we thought, or, or do you think this is kind of where it, you know, based on the reading of the first notification, you know, this is kind of where it ends. Two times in two years, uh, three breaches, but like two, two times two similar, in two years. Yeah. It's kind of the, it's the sort of thing where you go like, I don't know. Do you believe that this is it? Because 40, 40 million twice is crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. So do, do I think the, the, I don't know. I, I, I think I've been, a, become a little jaded over the years. About yeah. This stuff. No. And that's fine. That's what we want. You know, uh, just <laughs> kidding. No, I, and I so think what do you think, well, Here's the thing. Um, so the the 2021 breach was like the details of that one are a little bit more, a little bit more dire. Not a great look. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that one was like you said they 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 achieved a fair amount of access. I think they first broke into a testing environment. They obtained high level, um, yeah, high level credentials from the testing environment. They use those credentials to start moving throughout the network. They landed on a database that contained sensitive information, details, um, data about T-Mobile customers. And, you know, it's, it's not, it's, that was not great. And, um, and they use things like, this is something that I totally forgot about until I started writing the story on Friday. They used brute, this is from the statement from T-Mobile from, um, the CEO, they, so he says they, oh, right here. What I, what we can share, he said, is that in the simplest terms, the bad actor leveraged their knowledge of technical systems along with specialized tools and capabilities to gain access to our testing environments and then used brute force attacks and other methods to wake, to make their way into other IT servers that contained customer data. Brute force attacks? Like, Shouldn't that be one that they don't get hit by? Like, what were they? What? Um, like, I, I, you know, and I know they put out a report on this later, like a, like a full sort of teardown of the, of the investigation and what they, they learned. Um, but that always struck me, you know, at the time. And I, I, I had totally forgotten about it, that they were just like, oh, okay, well, we'll try a bunch of like um, password combos. And we'll just keep Mm -hmm. bombarding them until like something works. Like that's, ah, that's not great. That's, that's bad. And I think this is the other thing that really struck me in reading about the 2021 breach, but like, I mean, you've said it a couple times. This is like 40 million customers there, 37 here. And it's kind of similar data sets and all, but all the, all the threat actor had to do this time around was sit on an API didn't have to brute force, didn't have to break into the, the testing environment, didn't have to like, you know, dig around for credentials, didn't have to like hop, skip and jump throughout the network to, to find databases. Just, just, no, just one API was able to get a bunch of similar data. I, I don't think that all of the data lined up because um, I think uh, the, the compromised info in the 2021 breach, didn't it include 
I think that I think it did include um, social security numbers and like government ID numbers and things like that, if I remember correctly. I have it open. Yep, it, you have it exactly right. Customer names, addresses, uh, SS uh, numbers, and government ID numbers. Yeah. So I mean, so the 2021 uh, breach on its face, like that seems worse, I guess. But mm-hmm. the fact that this one happened a couple of years later, and it's the particulars of it, it's not great news. It, it seems really bad. It seems like it, it seems preventable. Like it was really preventable. And for whatever they're doing on social uh, or for uh, cybersecurity, rather to like improve the posture, it just feels like it didn't work. And this is like exhibit A that it didn't work. And you can just see a world, maybe I'm wrong about this, but don't you think like this is going to lead to, if 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 anything, like at least a polite inquiry from the FTC <laughs> be like, we'd like to know more about what you're doing with your cybersecurity posture, T-Mobile. You know, you've talked about wanting to improve it and investing in it, but like, can you tell us a little bit more about what you're doing? If not a full like you know, hey, we're taking action. Like you're under some type of like consent decree or something. Yeah, I'm saying maybe an impolite inquiry from the agency. <laughs> yeah, and this is just like, you know, I don't want to beat up on T-Mobile too much because this is, you know, all things considered of all the breaches that we've discussed on this pod in the last couple of years and all of the attacks we've written about. I mean, this is this is small, smaller stakes, but it's a pattern with this company and it's the type of pattern that we've, I mean, that sparked this podcast, quite frankly, you know, Mm -hmm. just the same sort of things over and over again. And like, why didn't we do this? And I get it. I always go back to, were you at that black hat? Um, No, I don't think you were. I think that was the year you joined before you joined Um, former Facebook CISO, um, Alex Stamos. Mm Mm-mm did the keynote and he talked about like the need for basically empathy. Like you got to understand that like technology systems are designed by people. People are, are are fallible and we've built, you know, like, like imperfect systems in an imperfect world with imperfect users. And like everything is like built on top of everything else and everything, like there's enormous complexity and like, it's just like to keep that in mind before you just start going into like cybersecurity nihilism and start beating people up on social media and like roasting people over the coals. I totally agree. I think he's right. But I also think like there comes a point where you start to see a pattern and I think it invites questions about like what's being done and why simple things aren't being taken care of. You know, hopefully this is as far as the T-Mobile breach goes, Alex. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I we don't agree. know. But, yeah. Um, maybe we'll see more on this. Maybe we will find out that, that maybe the threat actor got a little bit more access or maybe, you know, they exploited a vulnerability or what have you. But um, right now it's it's not a great look for T-Mobile. Um, but we'll be keeping an eye on it. I appreciate Alex, you chatting about it with me for our 200th episode. Hard to believe. Not 200th between you and I, but yeah. Uh, Yeah, congratulations, huh? 
It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, I think 2016, I was going back trying to look at, oh my God, I feel old now. All right, we'll just end the podcast here. If it makes you feel better, I thought it was older than that. Yeah, thanks. I guess that (laughs) does make me feel a little better. Um, But no, I appreciate you being my uh, co-host on this pod the last few years. Uh, Thank you very much. Well, of course. And thank you to the readers and listeners of Risk and Repeat, Tech Target Editorial, Tech Target Security, all of it through the years. Uh, Mm -hmm. Really appreciate it. And we'll see you next time.